This is the Kawabui Show. Kawabui is an author, international speaker, and entrepreneur. He started his first business selling music CDs in high school at the age of 16. He then went on and built several businesses. He is the founder of River Design, a marketing company that helps businesses get more exposure online and offline. He has appeared on TV, radio, newspaper, and magazines from around the world. He has written and published several books and created various products. Kawabui is also an international speaker, corporate trainer, and speaks on topics of business, entrepreneurship, motivation, health, marketing, online business. You could check out his blog site at www.kowa-bui.com. And now, your host, Mr. Kowa Bui. Mr. Kowa Bui. Okay, Court. I uh, really appreciate your time today and, um, you know, I, I saw what you're doing and I was introduced to you by James Whitaker as well. And uh, you've got a really amazing story and I can't wait to share it with the audience as well. And um, yeah, so, you know, welcome to the show, mate. Cool. Thanks for having me on, man. Really appreciate it. No worries. Cool. Okay. So, um, so I was introduced to you by James and he mentioned that um, you've got a really amazing story about cancer as well. So uh, if you could explain to your audience um, how your story started and, and what happened, and then we can get into it. So, yeah. Awesome. So I'll give the, the 30,000 foot version of it. So, awesome. um, uh, you know, I was just actually talking to you off air about the fact that I came to Australia in 2016 yeah. and I was, I was misdiagnosed. And so mm-hmm. I was misdiagnosed for three years. And uh, I had probably seen in the order of 20 to 30 doctors before they even figured out what was wrong with me. And, mm. uh, you know, they kept on sending me away saying, you're, you know, you're fine, you're healthy, you're fine, you're healthy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, well, prior to that, what were you doing prior to that? You're, um, you're, I think you're an entrepreneur, right? You're an entrepreneur. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, was, really uh, I, was, I was helping uh, uh, startup companies with mm. marketing. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, uh, 2017 came. And it was the uh, fall of 2017. And I started having really bad blood pressure spikes, like terrible. And it was giving me these m- massive migraines. And I had to go to the hospital. And my blood pressure was 250 over 150 at one point, like super, super high. Mm-hmm. And so a doctor uh, in a small hospital in the middle of Connecticut, you know, were, was like, hey, have you ever heard of uh, a pheochromocytoma, which is, which is a type of tumor? And I hadn't. And so I went and kind of told my doctor about it and then they tested me for it. And as it turned out, I had that. So the real interesting part is that I had to be told to tell my doctor to find the Mm. cancer that I already had. Wow. So in 2017, I was diagnosed with what's called a malignant paraganglioma. It's an extra adrenal. It means it's, it's not in my adrenal glands. It's in my, it was started in my bladder actually Mm. and moved up my spine. And so uh, technically I'd be considered stage four right now. Wow. Uh, although I have a, you know, I, 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 I believe that I'm going to, you know, get past this. I believe yeah. that it's a huge lesson and that, that, that I was supposed to be, you know, going through this journey. I really, I really truly believe that. Yeah. And so, uh, I would say, um, over the last, you know, it's probably been two and a half years now I've had eight surgeries. I was almost paralyzed. My, my spinal cord was almost severed in half uh, from Whoa. the tumors. Uh, I've been on many, many, mind? what was going yeah. through your mind when all, all these things were happening? Well, this is, you know, this has been, yeah. you know, it's been, it's, it's been crazy. It's been, yeah, a, it's been yeah, a whirlwind. Yeah. yeah. And I've been on a lot of experimental drugs and now I'm on chemotherapy, which is, you know, makes it even, you mm. know, a little more, 
crazy. I was kind of trying to avoid chemo for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's rough. I, I had a, like I told you, I was, I, I had a, I was in chemo yesterday and, uh, mm. you know, my head is a little, my head is a little cloudy today, so I'm not as on point as I usually am, but mm. I still have my hair, which is yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, last year I just kind of started manifesting things. I started kind of saying, you know, okay, this is my journey. This is my destiny. This is my mission and purpose. And so I just said to myself, I need to do a TEDx. And lo and behold, someone found me out on Facebook and says, Hey, come do a TEDx. That's amazing. And then I was like, I need to do a book. And then lo and behold, someone found me on Facebook and they said, Hey, you want to do a book with me? Mm -hmm. And and so we just launched a book last week, two weeks ago. And then, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, I have always wanted to do an, uh, a, a live summit before with speakers. And so yeah, now COVID's going that. on. Yep, and so yep. we're doing an online summit. There's a lot of stars on that. Yeah. I and don't know so how you did it. A lot of big stars, <laughs> man. I, and, and so I'm, I'm interviewing John Asseroff right after I talk to you. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm interviewing wow. him later, later today. You Amazing. know who he is? Yeah. He was on The Secret, right? Yeah. And, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. Course. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the, I saw the names. He even got Brian Tracy as well. Yep. Brian's yeah. a good friend of mine. Yep. 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 Yeah. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. So we put together this huge global summit and it's going to launch May 25th. It's for free. And yeah, like, like qua, I can't believe how far I've come. I, I literally can't believe that I'm here. You've manifested all these things. This is awesome. amazing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's where I am right now. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, that's amazing. So um, you're, you're an entrepreneur, really busy. And um, then all of a sudden you, you were diagnosed with all these medical issues and then now you're attracting all these amazing things into your life, right? So, but I remember there was a point that you mentioned, um, I think it was also the title of your book, is that stress um, leads towards the chronic illness. There's a link between stress and, and, and illness. So could you elaborate Absolutely. on that one there? Absolutely. So my whole... So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so amazing that. So my whole TED Talk was about this correlation between stress and cancer. Mm. And so I really got into it scientifically. I really wanted to see, you know... It had been considered kind of pseudoscience before, but now it's really becoming science. So now there is actually science that actually shows that stress can lead to cancer. It can can lead to increasing the speed at which cancer produces. Mm. And it can actually, if you, on the other side of it, if you actually reduce your stress, you can actually slow down cancer. And that's scientifically shown now in a lot of studies. And so there's a doctor by the name of uh, Stephen Cole He's a medical professor at uh, UCLA. Mm. He's become a really good friend of mine. He was actually, uh, he's in my, he's in my summit guys. Amazing. And so I basically went to him before the Ted talk and I just said, teach me about the data, teach me what happens. And, And so he gave me some incredible statistics and some credible, you know, variables. Like for instance, you know, let's, let's even not even talk about cancer first. Like, uh, the UCLA AIDS Institute, Mm. they found out that, stressed out patients, their AIDS actually progressed two to three times faster than those that weren't oh, stressed. Wow. And on the other side of the coin, the people who were relaxed and mm. not stressed during taking the, uh, the medicine, mm. their antiviral medicine worked three to four times as good. So, so think about that. So it accelerates so, so, the, the improvement. Amazing. So it actually helped yeah. it work better for being, yeah. you know, as they were calmer. And so breast cancer is a cancer that's studied a lot because it's the most common cancer by leaps and bounds. Mm. 
Mm. And so um, Dr. Cole did a study and, and he found out something really significant. He found out that women that are chronically um, uh, socially isolated, mean they, meaning they feel like they're alone mm. and have chronic high stress, have a nine times, uh, nine X uh, uh, statistic in getting breast cancer. Oh. So nine times more likely to get breast cancer for chronic, uh, for chronic uh, social isolation and chronic What stress. were they doing? That, um, probably working in high stress environments like in Portland. Well, some of them, some of them were single, single parents oh, and okay. they, didn't, they didn't have support. Some of yeah. them had high stress jobs. Mm. Like they were, you know, it's all over the board. Yeah, it's yeah, all over yeah, the board. yeah. Unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, in a lot of those studies, the lower socioeconomic people were the ones that got, you know, hit the most. Meaning. Mm. Meaning, if money was also a stress, yeah, it's it's you know it financial burden is yeah. is is a big is a big issue, and okay. you know that's a real travesty in what's going on in the cancer world is that, you know, low socioeconomic status is equivalent to a higher progression in disease and a higher onset of disease, and that's that's a travesty. We live mm. in a we live in a first world society that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Um... Yeah, when you mentioned about the the linkage between the stress and, and cancer, it just really made me think because you know, as entrepreneurs, we're, we're constantly on, on on the move. We have to try and ways find ways to make money, and we're just working so so many hours, and it can be extremely stressful. We we, we tend to forget while we're doing things, and then it can link towards you know, it's going to link towards health conditions as well. So that's a really important point there. And I could um, probably teach a course to oh. all. All, I could probably teach a course to all entrepreneurs. We need I work to hear with this. so many entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, God. we need to hear this. I could teach a course and tell, and tell entrepreneurs, and I'd basically tell them, you need to be able to separate work and yeah. And I mean separate it. And you yeah. need to be able to unplug. And you need to be able to, because, because we're running with that gas pedal down so often. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we wake up on Saturday morning, and I don't know if you got it, but I used to get this pain in my chest, like this yeah. entrepreneurial type A, like just, just, just stress and anxiety. Yeah. Like I got to do more, and I got to work more. Hundred percent. And you're never happy, more. right? Like when we change never. things, you're just never happy. You just got to do more never. and more. Yeah, yeah. The hedonic treadmill. Have you ever heard that? Hedonic treadmill. No, I haven't heard that. Well, sounds weird. My, fa- my favorite term. What is so it? the hedonic treadmill means you're you're you reach a goal, right? And then you reach for a higher goal and you reach that goal and you reach for a higher goal and you keep it's on, you keep enough. on going this treadmill and you're never, you're never satisfied with the goal you have. Mm. So that's called the hedonic treadmill. Yeah. And, I, and I really feel like a lot of our society is stuck on that treadmill. Yeah, true, true. Um, and that goes to another point. And um, you mentioned before about meditation as well. I think um, eight weeks of meditation tends to affect, uh, something in your genes could you could you I'll, I'll tell you that absolutely yeah. so that was from my TED talk mm. so um, the Benson Henry Institute in Massachusetts uh, they're affiliated with uh, Harvard mm. University uh, so they've done a lot of studies on mind-body uh, connections and so yeah. what they did is they uh, I think they brought 30 or 40 people together uh, they were novice meditators and what they did is they check check their gene expression and so what a gene expression that, is, yeah. is what's on and what's off so your genes can turn things on and turn things off like for instance if you get cancer you might have the cancer genes turned on the tumor basically the tumor uh, promoting genes and then having the tumor suppressing genes turned off okay so that's what an expression is and so they took these people 
they, they, cha they checked expressions in the beginning. They took these people, novice meditators, through eight weeks of meditation. And it wasn't hardcore meditation. It was like mm. 15, 20 minutes 15, 20 minutes. Okay, yeah. And what they found out is at the end of the eight weeks, over 1,500 genes had changed their mm. expression. Mm. And so 800 of those genes had turned on towards the health side, meaning tumor suppression, uh, anti-stress, anti-cortisol. And 600 to 700 genes turned off from the disease promoting or cancer promoting side. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy, I, mean, I, med I meditate hours a day. I meditate two to three hours. hours. Two to three hours. When do you do it? Yeah. Like morning, afternoon, or is it special? So I, I split it up. I do a long one in the morning and then I do one at night. Okay. And some, sometimes I'll do one midday if I have, if I have uh, kind of the yearning to do it. Like it's, mm. it's interesting. In, in the old entrepreneurial, you know, expression, like, like if we got stressed out, we usually got, went and got a coffee, right? Or we yeah, yeah. Or work. Oh, I got so <laughs> when I'm, the more stressed out that I am, the more I know I need meditation. So mm. if I'm stressed, I stop everything and just take amazing. a step back. That is amazing. And um, I think there was a technique, you, you put your hand on your heart as well. I think uh, the, about the freeze frame, that was a technique Oops. that, yep. Yeah, so the yeah. freeze frame is uh, the is is a technique developed by the Heart Math Institute. Mm. So, so uh, you guys should you know who's ever listening definitely check out Heart Math. Yeah, I have no heart math. Yep. yep, yeah, they're just really incredible. Okay. So heart co so heart coherence. So have you heard of the term a uh, heart rate variability? No, no. The heart rate variability is the uh, distance the 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 amount of time between heartbeats. So say you have 80 beats per minute, right? Mm -hmm. Your heart is going to, your heart is going to beat at different intervals. So mm -hmm. even though it's 80 beats per minute, it's going to be one second, 0.5 seconds, 0.3 seconds, one second, two seconds, you know, 1.2 seconds. And so the least variation in that, the healthier the body's autonomic nervous system is, meaning the more consistent the variation in time between heartbeats, mm -hmm. the better. Okay. Honestly, I really believe that this is going to be in the future. It's going to be the 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 best uh, medical telltale sign of whether someone's healthy or whether someone's not. Meaning, a higher heart rate variability is a healthy person. A lower heart rate variability is a less healthy person. Mm. And the autonomic nervous system is the fight or flight sympathetic nervous system, and the rest and recovery parasympathetic nervous system. Okay. Yeah. So our our sympathetic nervous system you know, it, it regulates everything in our body. It's, it's what's, it's what's going on behind the scenes. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have, uh, we have a, a few trillion cells in our body and we have a few million cells dying every second and a few million cells being created every second. Mm. Like it's that, like our body is working that fast yes. and that quick. Mm. And those cells are all communicating with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so health, health, you know, really to me is communication. It means good cell communication. And so this, what this, what this, um, what this uh, technique, uh, the freeze frame technique is essentially mm. is when you get into a, a stressful situation, what you tend to do is you tend to relive it in your mind. You tend to think about it. You tend, you tend to bring it back up and it creates those stress hormones in us. The stress mm. hormones are the cortisol, the, the adrenaline, the dopamine sometimes. And so, um, you know, think of a, think of something that stressed you out. Like for instance, say you and your wife got into a fight, right. And it really bugged you and you were walking into work and you were still holding on to that because we yeah. hold on to our stress. We think about it and we, we exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the best thing to do is put your hands on your heart like this 
and close your eyes and actually look at the moment that you were fighting and then just freeze it and just just freeze freeze the image and you can actually use uh, NLP techniques you've heard of NLP yeah, NLP yeah yeah yes yeah. Yeah, so you you could actually use NLP techniques in this as well is when you freeze it you could take the color out of it you could make it smaller you could push it off to the left you know the uh, uh tony robbins talks a lot about this a lot of a lot of freeze framing uh, yeah. uh techniques using nlp mm. and so in that and and then in that case too what you want to do is you want to you want to start to breathe slower so you actually want to slow down your breathing I, I i say cut it in half cut cut your breathing in half right and so you're you're cutting your breathing in half and you're watching that you know image fade away mm. And it's funny. I, I, I even get, I even get a relax just doing it my own. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so what you do next is there's a bunch of different, there's a bunch of different things you can do here. Mm. So you can actually um, create an image of the person or a situation that is, that was happy and something you'd be grateful about. Meaning, mm -hmm. you know, think back on your honeymoon or think back at the dinner yeah, you went with your, yeah. your wife nice. and then make that picture big in your mind, give it color, you know, make sure you smile, hold them in your heart, you know? And so that's, that's the real basis of the freeze frame technique. And then they, people, you know, people can take it a step further. There's, there's, um, you know, just breathing exercises that you do where you're, where you're absolute, where you're just breathing into your heart. Mm. And so it, this is a, this is for people that don't meditate. This is something that's new to them probably, but yeah, breathing yeah. into your heart means it does that you're actually, right? yeah. yeah, you're actually, you're actually breathing into, here, let me show you right here. Yeah, you're okay. breathing into right your there, sternum, yeah. mm -hmm. right where your thymus gland is. Okay. Your thymus gland is, um, it, it controls your immune system. One of the mm. main controls of your immune system. And so it's called an energy center or a chakra, right? Yeah. And so you're breathing into this energy center slower. You know, you literally want to slow down your breath, you know, to, to half time. Mm. And you could do that for as long as you want. I guarantee you, if you do that for, you know, three to five minutes, even two minutes, like everything slows down. You feel your autonomic ner nervous system literally level out. And there are people that this technique has, I mean, I mean, there are people that were suicidal, that were incredibly depressed, that had chronic illnesses that literally just used this technique that the body, their body completely cured, cured it of, of mm. these, of these, of these issues. I'm really keen to, to try this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And again, so, so what we do, what we do when we, when we get stressed out is this area, we mm. squeeze, we squeeze in here. Sure, what true. we're doing is we're preventing energy from, from moving up our, moving up our body. Mm. And again, the heart, the, the freeze frame technique is to open this up and to, and to, and to just open that energy up, up through your body. And again, so, so, you know, just to, just to, just to recap, mm. you know, if you're thinking of something stressed, yep. put your hands in your heart, get the image in your mind, take the color out of it, make it black and white, push it, make it small, push it off to the side start breathing into your heart, bring in, bring in a vision of something that would make you happy, something, you know, with that person, or, you know, if it's, if or it's something else about or... work, something else, exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then just breathe into this heart into here for three to five minutes. Mm. I mean, you could even do this in the, you know, the parking lot before you go into the office, if the office is causing you stress or do oh, it in yeah, your driveway. I'm doing it every day, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So freeze frame is, is really great. And, and honestly, uh, heart, 
heart breathing is the most important thing. Just being heart able breathing. to feel your breath in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, of course. Yeah, that, that's, that's amazing. We tend to always, we forget that. I mean, we're always thinking with our heads, but not really thinking with our heart, really. And there's mm-hmm. that correlation between you know, the heart where you know, it's affecting your entire body. And I've always been amazed on, you know, if you take a microscope and look into the body, there's so many things interconnected and you just don't see things, right? So, um, yeah, it's just amazing on what, what you've explained there and how, you know, you can affect the, the gene cells and everything. And, well, so the heart, so, so the heart is really amazing. And the fact that now they're coming out with science that science is telling scientists that, um, the heart actually sometimes controls some of the brain function. And that mm. is, I mean, if you think about that, we think the brain is the master organ, right? Yeah, true. But now we're understanding that the heart actually controls a lot of brain function. And let me give you an example. Mm. There's a lot of cool examples of people that get heart transplants. So there's a, you know, <laughs> there's a woman who got a heart transplant. Uh, this, is a, this is one of like a zillion stories. A woman who got a heart transplant and it saved her life. And she started craving French fries and gummy bears and like all these different sugary foods. And as it turned out, the heart came from a 17 year old boy who craved all these foods. So that was, that was literally in, it was literally imprinted on the DNA in the the heart. And it actually, it actually told her brain that, Hey, I'm in this, I'm in, I'm this heart of the 17 year old boy and I crave these things. I mean, isn't that wild? That is crazy. Like you would never think that you just think that the heart is just an organ that just pumps blood through the body. Yeah. Right? No, the, the heart has a brain. The heart has a brain. There's no doubt. They say that also, that the, <laughs> I think there's, there's another part of the, 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 the digestive system, right? It's, um, yeah, of course the yeah, gut. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, microbiome. The yeah. 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 So, <laughs> Wow. That's, um, yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Um, all right then. So, and you also, there was another point, um, really interesting insight that you said, um, that you said before was cancer was also a gift. You feel like it was also a gift as well. Could you elaborate on that one there? Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's the, you know, the, the entrepreneur, the entrepreneur in my, in my view, cause I was one of them. The entrepreneur is someone that didn't receive a lot of love when they were younger mm-hmm. and they're looking to fill a void and they're looking to fill a void with something that is missing. They think something's missing in their life. Right. Cause I was that person. So <laughs> I felt that. That's really deep. It's deep. It is yeah. deep. And a lot of entrepreneurs will sit yeah. back and be like, oh man, that's so you gotta go out there and achieve true. things because they didn't exactly. get love. Yeah, okay. Exactly. It, you quiet, you said it. Achievement for love. Achieve, 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 right? Mm. And so what I realized is that I was living in someone else's world. I was living in someone else's kind of values. Do you know John D. Martinius? John D. Martini. Uh, who was he's on name? our summit, but he's yeah. a he's a He's a values expert. That guy is amazing. Yeah, basically yeah, yeah. That's what, what he yeah. says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically what he says is, is if a human needs to live by their values and when they live by their own values, their body responds to that. Meaning your body actually responds to you doing the thing that's the most fulfilling to you. And that's really incredible. And so your body responds to something that you feel attuned to, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That. So you can actually tell the difference between doing something you value and doing something you don't value. 
mm. the things that you don't value, you really have a hard time doing. You'll really kind of, you know, you'll really kind of go up against the wall, but it's something that you truly do value. You know, like you doing this show, you probably truly I love value it. this. Yeah, you yeah. Probably I love, love this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and this so is my passion is project, you know? So, exactly. Yeah. I don't do it for the money or anything. Yeah. You yeah. value. Exactly. Mm. And so um, I had always valued uh, giving back to people and contributing, but I really didn't have a good way of doing that. I was making apps and things that were mm. in my eyes, not really serving that much value to people, right? They were serving a little value, but not, not much value. When this came along, I, I kind of knew instantaneously that this was my mission. I knew it was my purpose. I knew that, you know, doing all these things were, were was a part of my, you know, was a part of my telos. Your telos is your highest calling. And so when cancer came along, yeah, sure. You know, I took it hard. And yeah, sure, it was a really difficult word to hear. And it was a really difficult to hear the prognosis. But as I went on, started talking to people, again, just for the passion play, I started talking to people and started learning, I started realizing, wow, I really enjoy doing this. Mm. And you know, how do I turn this into a career? How do I turn this into helping people? And then it's like, well, geez, man, a lot of people have cancer. And a lot of people know people who have yeah, cancer. So yeah. There's a big opportunity there. Mm. And so that really became my gift. It just, it just blossomed into this, into this, um, you know, kind of mission and purpose, I would call it. And the guy I was telling you about before, Stephen Cole, the doctor at a UCLA, he said, court, he said, there's something really interesting about uh, the stress biology of people. He goes, when people get diagnosed with the disease, the ones that have a strong mission and purpose that's bigger than them, meaning they take their focus off their body and themselves and they focus it on something else. Mm. Those are the people that heal. And he says, those are the people that heal leaps and bounds over the other ones. So he goes, having a strong mission and purpose that's bigger than you is, is, is really a big healing mechanism. It's also the way to keeping your body healthy and happy and, and, and harmonious. Mm. So you need a, a vision or some sort of um, purpose that will pull you forward. Right? Something that's yeah. bigger than you. Something, Something that's, that's bigger, bigger than you. Than you. Yeah. Like, why do you do this show? What's your, what's your why for doing my, this my show? My thing is I just love um, learning from people. I love learning yes. from people. And I love hearing stories on how people rise you know, from the ashes. And I can grab those stories. and I can, The phoenix. The phoenix, yeah. I love the, the idea of the phoenix, you know. And, um, and you know, I was, been in those, I was in those times when I was a lot of adversity, when I felt like giving up. And then it was a YouTube. You know, I watched one YouTube. I heard one song. It was always this one thing that I heard. And it really just, you know, helped push me forward. And I just think that um, there's so many amazing stories like yourself that, you know, I know that someone's going to be listening and, and they're going through the same thing. And then it's like, oh, wow. I'm going to try that. And then it's going to change their lives. So you never know who you're going to impact. You have, that's a, that's a strong mission and purpose. It's bigger than you. You just said it. Everything yeah. you're exuding is a strong mission and purpose bigger than you. Yeah. That's yeah. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. By yeah. the way, for those of you that are listening, I don't want to make it seem like you need a big mission and purpose. You don't need to write a book. You don't need to do a video. You don't need to do a documentary. That doesn't, doesn't need, you could just want to be a better father, a better mother. You want, you could maybe yeah, want to go back to school. You maybe want to change your that. career. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be this, you know, unattainable, you know, mission and purpose. Mm -hmm. I got to say that, um, you know, I, I talked to a lot of people and um, like for, for you, you, you don't seem to have an ego or anything. There's, you speak directly from the heart. 
you know, I can sense that your warmth and your love as well. There's no ego and stuff, but when you, sometimes when you talk to people, they're so busy and everything, but you can see that. I think that, um, yeah, you, you've reached another level through all that meditation and everything. You've probably gone through lots of the introspection as well. So what, what have you learned through the meditation, by the way? Like, is it- I, I believe what you said is very true. Um, I, Perhaps was, <laughs> I, I perhaps was a little more arrogant in my younger, my younger ages. Yeah. Um, with cancer, there's no filter anymore. There's, there's no time yeah. for, for, for wearing this mask, you know, wearing the, the, the mask of the, you know, the person you think you are, mm. you got to be the person you are. Right. And so what meditation has done is it's, is it's crumbled the, you know, crumbled the, oh, can I, can, can I give you go a good uh, Just go analogy? Yeah. 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 So um, have you ever heard the story of the Golden Buddha? No, I haven't heard the story of Golden Buddha. So the Golden Buddha is, is one of my favorite stories. It's a, it's a, um, I, I, I saw this on a Joseph Campbell. Do you know Joseph Campbell is? No. So Joseph Campbell was like the king of uh, mysticism and mythology. Oh, wow. Okay. And so he believed mythology was essentially um, giving us a metaphor to life, right? And so the Golden Buddha is a story that, it's literally, it's literally the story of, of, I feel like my life. And I feel like it's a story of of most people's lives. It's the hero's journey. And so, um, uh, these monks were, uh, praying to a golden Buddha and, uh, there was an army coming. Uh, It was coming up the hill and they said, okay, we need to hide the golden Buddha because the army's going to take it because it's made of gold. And so the monks put, uh, covered it with clay, covered it with bushes and branches and you know, made it so it looked like it was a it was a stone or a clay Buddha, right? And so the army came. Unfortunately, the army killed all the monks, and um, they noticed the Buddha statue, and they said, "Oh, it's just junk. You know, we'll yeah. just leave it." And so, hundreds of years later, there's a monk at the foot of the Buddha statue, which was a stone at that point, stone mm-hmm. and clay, and still covered. Mm-hmm. And as he was praying, one of the pieces came off the hand and revealed the golden hand. Mm, okay. Okay. And he said, and he was like, oh my gosh, there's gold underneath here. And so he got all the monks together, mm. the newer monks that were there. And he, uh, he uncovered the statue to reveal the golden statue. Okay. And so what's this metaphor? So the metaphor is this, when we're younger, when we're a kid, we're gold, we're born as pure light, pure love, pure truth. We're golden. And then our parents come along and they tell us what to do and what not to do. There's Society, school that yeah. tells us what, what to do and what not to do. Then we start a job that we don't really want to do. And what mm. happens? You accumulate these layers of clay on you. You accumulate these layers that are covering your true golden self, <laughs> right? Wow. Exactly. And then yeah. all of a sudden something comes along, divorce, midlife crisis, cancer, mm. where all of a sudden the clay falls off and you, and you reveal the golden, the golden Buddha, but, but, you know, beneath everything. Yeah. And I feel like that's what meditation has done to me. It's, 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 it's shedding these layers so I can reveal the golden Buddha that I am. That is uh, that is incredible. I love that, man. Everyone, everyone should use that analogy in their life. I mean, I mean, I, I've seen so many people. (laughs) (laughs) That is crazy. Oh, um, and you've got a webinar coming up, right? And you'll be sharing these, uh, these, oh, you're organizing this webinar. Will yes. you be speaking yeah. there or yeah. the summit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, great. Yeah. Fantastic. It's yeah. a, it's a 10 day summit. So it's 10 over summit. 10 days. Yeah. It's in uh, when is it on the second? Oh, um, uh, 
May twenty fifth through June third. Yep. And the website is One Habit Summit. One Habit Summit with the number one. One Habit Summit. And you just came up with the idea just recently. Um, It was from the book. It was from the book. Really. Yeah, the book came out and it's called One Habit to Beat Cancer, and we decided to do a summit on it. And 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 Qua, because COVID was going on, all these speakers were available to talk. Hal Elrod, John D. Martini, Brian Tracy, like John Asaroff, like crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard the uh, the podcast with you and John, uh, Hal Elrod. That was really good. Oh yeah, way, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure, sure, sure. That was fantastic. That one. Yeah. Okay. So, what if you um, let's say that you go into a time machine. And you go back and talk to your younger self, what would you say? Wow, that is, man. You know, it's interesting. I, yeah. I think about that often because I feel like the Golden Buddha story I told you is the story I'd tell him. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, so So here's the thing. Don't hold yourself back, right? Or Well, but here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like I had to go through what I went through to get to where I am. Do you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Meaning, meaning there was meaning there was a lot of suffering along the way, but I got to the place where I feel like I needed to be. And I think what I would tell my, you said 18 year old, 18 or, or yeah, just a younger yeah. self. So yeah. 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 I think what I would tell my younger self is that is the hero's journey and the golden, uh, the golden Buddha story. And the hero's mm. journey is, is the story of the golden Buddha. It's essentially, you know, you're starting out, you know, at the bottom and you have these, you have these peaks and valleys and peaks and valleys. And then the peak where you really get to the peak is utopia. And I would just tell that boy, I would just tell him to expect peaks and valleys and to never give up, you know, whether, whether you're in a valley or in a peak. And so here's the thing. What I also would tell him is that the valleys, the low points, right after you hit that low point is when you learn the biggest lessons. And so I think that I wouldn't tell him, I don't think I'd tell him the future. I think I'd just tell him, hey, listen, you're going to have a lot of ups and downs and you're going to suffer a bit, but you can take it. You can handle it. You can get past this. I love that. Fantastic. All right. So I know you've got a, another meeting coming up, so I'll, I'll wrap this up. So how can people um, get in contact you, with you, by the way? Um, I think the easiest is by Facebook uh, mm. at Court Davies, C O R T D A V I E S. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, and again, you know, if you want to check out the summit coming up, it's onehabitsummit.com. Habit, yep. And uh, uh-huh. it's going to be, there's over 35 amazing speakers on there over 10 days. And by the way, even if you don't have cancer, people should watch this because it's so freaking inspiring to hear these mm. people's stories of adversity. I should have every entrepreneur watch this because if they think they have it hard, watch what these people went through. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've already shared it with my social media networks and um, I'm going to share this interview with everyone. And um, yeah, you've got such an amazing story to share with the world and, you know, um, just, yeah, with your stories that you can really impact people that's gone through these rough times. And um, yeah, I really appreciate you and, and what you're doing. So thank you very much. I appreciate you, man. Seriously. No worries, man. Cool. Let me know if I could ever do anything for you. Thank you very much.